This is Blogging with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 345, we're going to be doing a case study. We're going to be looking at how Baselang, a Spanish tutoring company, uses blogging to get customers and grow their business. I stumbled onto Baselang a few weeks ago in, a, in a, an attempt to learn Spanish quickly and to be fluent in Spanish and was impressed with how they got me to go from just, you know, a casual reader of the blog to becoming a customer. And what they do serves as, it serves as a great example of how we can get better with what we do as bloggers and how we can approach it from a business perspective. Pay special attention to the journey that they took me through and the steps they took to make it happen. And by the end of this episode, you'll have some actionable ideas uh, to how you can grow your business with your blog. So getting customers through blogging, that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is up? What is up? I hope you are having an amazing day. And if you aren't having an amazing day, I hope by the end of this episode, you feel just a little more cherry. Now, you may notice that I'm, I'm talking excitedly, but just not as loud. <laughs> just not as loud as I normally do. And just to give you some insight into the behind the scenes production of what's going on right now. My wife is away for three weeks, and my office is right next to the kids' bedroom. So I'm with the kids all day. And the only time I get to record this is when they're sleeping. <laughs> so I had to move my parts of my studio into my bedroom, and my mic is hanging inside the place that I put all my clothes. And <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to record my episode. That's all I'm trying to do. And I got to get far away from them so that I'm not waking them up. My son actually woke up, but my daughter is still sleeping. Anyhow, that's why I'm I'm, I'm still kind of excited, but I'm, I'm a little more subdued <laughs> than normally. Anyhow, today we're going to be getting into a very fascinating topic, as I mentioned before. Uh, but before we actually get into the topic, we had a question that was called in to the hotline uh, about my last podcast episode. So I'm going to let Warren go ahead and ask that question. Hey, Leslie, this is Warren Gibbons from UsefulAndHired.com. I was just listening to your podcast on uh, social media in 2019 and beyond. Uh, dang, I can't remember the number of the episode. But um, one thing I didn't hear, maybe you covered it and I just missed it, so forgive me if that's the case, but one thing I didn't hear about was when you mentioned video, um, what about live? What about Facebook Live? Because I do know that right now it's uh, favoring Facebook Live gets more attention. They even help you find uh, new followers. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Facebook Live compared to video. Thanks. That is a great question, Warren. And I, 
I know you're right. I didn't mention Facebook Live in that podcast episode. Um, for anyone wondering, that was episode number 344, where I spoke about social media and blogging in 2019 and beyond and how things have changed. And if you want to survive, you need to change uh, <laughs> in, in order to, 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 to still build a successful blog. You know, when I, I, I talk about when Google has a mood swing, well, that happens. But Facebook has mood swings as well. So I went into that. Now, to answer your question, Facebook Live, is that still hot? Is it still a hot thing? And in my opinion, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it's not as hot as we would like it to be or or that a lot of people think it is. Here's why I say that. Um, first of all, we have seen a decline in reach in Facebook Live, which to me is a signal. That's always a signal. When you see that, that is a sign. But not just there's not just a decline, but what a lot of people are noticing, and this is um, quite frankly across the board, regardless of who I speak to, is that while the view numbers look pretty decent on a lot of Facebook Lives, what is really bad is the retention number. And what I mean by that is, yes, people are popping onto your Facebook Live, but actually they're seeing that you're live while they're scrolling through a feed with all kinds of distractions, and they pop into your live, and then they leave. And you'd find that most people just stay on your Facebook Live for a few seconds. You know, at Social Media Examiner, <clears throat> they used to do uh, a number of live shows, and they just canceled it because what they were sawing was... Uh, well, they canceled the live stream on Facebook. What they were sawing, seeing is that people weren't sticking around. Um, and if people aren't sticking around and you're investing your time and resources into building this awesome Facebook Live, is it really worth it? Now, does that mean that Facebook Live is dead? I personally don't think so. But I find that if you are doing Facebook Live and you really want to do it well, you can't just be, you know, it's you speaking into a microphone, just doing like it would be a podcast episode. The key has to be engagement. Are you, in, are you creating an engaging experience for the people that are on their live? And if you're not, if you are noticing that your retention number is also very terrible, either you need to switch things up or stop wasting your time. That's, those are my thoughts where Facebook Live is concerned. Um, is live video still uh, potentially really good? Yes. But the way most people do it, I, I, I just don't think so, personally. All right, so that's my personal take. That's my take based on speaking to a number of people that have seen their retention numbers just look really terrible. Um, I still will be doing some stuff with Facebook Live and doing some experiments myself because I haven't been as active on the platform where live video is concerned. Um, so I want to test out a few more things there uh, before I say, you know what, this isn't worth it. Um, but yeah, I hope that helps. And um, on that note, we are going to transition to our topic for this episode. All right, this, oh man. So this, this episode, I was excited to do this because you know when a company gets you? <laughs> and when I say gets you, I mean they get you to spend money with them. Um, uh, I think that's a good thing, number one, if it's a good company. But number two, because this one was done 
via a blog, and it was done so masterfully. I thought, man, I got to share this with you because I know that this th- there's a whole lot that we can we can learn from this episode. Now, I'm going to be referring to a few things. And of course, you can see all the links in the show notes um, of this episode and become a blogger.com slash three, four, five. Actually, before I do that, I forgot to mention after the hotline call that I took that if you want to get your questions answered, I know this is out of sequence, but I got to let you know, if you want to have your question answered on the show, go ahead and call the hotline. The number is 888-835-2414. And I'll play that again at the end just so that you can remember. Anyhow, so yeah, they got me through their blog and I loved how they got me. So I needed to share this with you. Now, I want to give you a little bit of background to why this why this is even a thing with me right now in 2019. So I went to high school in St. Martin and in the high school that I went to in St. Martin, we had to take languages. Now, my, uh, the native language of St. Martin, the native language languages right now are Dutch and English on the Dutch side. There's a Dutch side of St. Martin and there's a French side of St. Martin. I am from the Dutch side. So when I went to high school, I remember my my last year of high school. I was going to say senior year, but we don't call it that there. Um, it was Havo 5. Um, in Havo 5, or in Dutch, Havo Vijf, <laughs> we had to do, we had to read 15 Dutch books, 12 English books, eight French books, and eight Spanish books. And then we had to do a written report in the language on all of the books, and then we had to do an oral defense in the language on all of the books. Needless to say, that was a bit intense. (laughs) I didn't do too well. Um, But I took Spanish as one of, you know, the requirements uh, all throughout high school, and I learned a lot of Spanish. Uh, And I did actually very well in Spanish. But there was one thing that I was not able to do. And I'm still not able to do it. And that is have conversations. Yes, I know a bunch of words. I could I could understand a, a decent amount of Spanish, but I can't speak it with people because when I start to speak, I'm like, hola, como estas? And blah, blah, blah. And all that good stuff. Well, semi-good stuff. So, Recently, I've been fascinated with languages, and I actually want to be able to communicate in multiple languages. Now, I'm telling you all of this because it kind of feeds into exactly what we're going to be talking about. But I want to be able to, uh, I remember I spent some time in Colombia a few times, and it was a struggle to get around. I want to be able to go to Colombia or or another Spanish-speaking country and just communicate with people freely. Because I love that. I have a lot of friends that are Hispanic, and I would love to be able to, you know, talk to them and be, you know, when they start that Spanish speaking and it's like all fast and you're there trying to understand, then you get a few words. I want to be able to dive right into the conversation. So I made a decision that I, first of all, I want to start learning languages. Uh, because I love being able to communicate with different cultures and travel and and experience different cultures in an authentic way. But number two, I decided that by the end of, well, no, by January 1, 2020, I want to be fluent in English, Spanish, and Dutch. 
Now, I can already have conversations in Dutch. I, I'm pretty decent where Dutch is concerned, but I still need to, you know, it's, I, I took Dutch, the last time I took Dutch was 20, uh, just, let's just say 20-something years ago. <laughs> so I'm a little rusty. Um, but ja by January 1 of this year, I want to be fluent I mean, to conversationally fluent in um, Dutch and Spanish. Now, oh, and beyond that, and starting in 2020, I want to go for French. All right. I know a lot more of Spanish and I know a whole lot more of Dutch. So by the end of this year, I think I can do that. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I can make it happen. In 2020, I want to work on my French and get fluent in French. In 2021, <laughs> I want to start Mandarin. And when I'm finished with Mandarin or when I'm conversationally fluent in Mandarin, I want to go to Hindi. Yep. I know. It's, it's, it seems random, but I just want to be able to communicate with people. The most popular language, I mean, the, the language spoken natively by most people on this planet is Mandarin and then Hindi. So that's why I want to do it. Anyhow, so now I'm up against a challenge. I, I challenge myself and I even posted it on Facebook. And what I posted on Facebook is this. Just putting it out there, uh, by the end of 2019, I will be fluent in English, Dutch, and Spanish. Check with me on January 1st, 2020. And there was a lot of engagement on that post. <laughs> so I made this decision. So the next thing was, of course... How do I get conversationally fluent in Spanish? Now, here's the thing. Over the last many years, I've tried learning Spanish better, and I've used things like Rosetta Stone and uh, 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 Duolingo and uh, Pimsleur recently. And what I found was even after doing a lot of that, I end up knowing more words and I end up still not having being able to have a conversation. And that was frustrating to me because I'm trying to be fluent and I'm studying all this stuff and I'm still not even able to have a conversation. Y'all are still wondering, okay, can you get along with it? But it, it, it's all of this is important because I want you to understand what I was struggling with. That's the key part right there. No matter how much I tried, I learned words, I learned conjugations, I learned all this theory, but I couldn't use it. And that was frustrating. So I went to Google, as we often like to do, and I did a search. And what I searched for was the fastest way to become fluent in Spanish. Because remember, I challenged myself. I put it out in public. There are a lot of people that are probably going to be checking in with me next year and be like, hey, what's going on? You said you were going to be fluent in Spanish. And then I'm, I'm going to just respond to them in Spanish. That's the goal, right? <laughs> so I did that search. And that search took me on a journey. And that journey is what I want to talk about today. And in order to understand the journey, you had to understand my goal. In order to understand the journey, you had to understand my struggle. It may not seem like a huge struggle to you, but for me, it was something that I was struggling with. So I did that search. The fastest ways, way to become fluent in Spanish. 
and I stumbled onto a blog post by a company called Baselang. So Baselang, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Baselang is a company, and what they offer is unlimited one-on-one Spanish tutoring with native Spanish speakers. So people in Venezuela and Colombia, um, you, could, you could take as many lessons as you want in the month for one price. And that, to me, was fascinating. Now, it, start, it was started by this guy called um, uh, Connor Grooms, and, you know, it, it kind of goes in the face of the traditional software learning. And it, it, it kind of it, it, it offers an alternative to that. And I want to show you how they took me on this journey. OK, so when I did that search, here's what I saw. There were a number, of course, Google tried to answer the question for me right then and there. And then it had the people also ask section and all that stuff. Um, but the second post I mean, the second um, uh, uh, result that I saw that was actually linking to content was from a company called Baselang. And the title was Expert Reveals How to Learn Spanish Fast in 2019. All right. Now, when I saw that, that, you know, piqued my curiosity. And, and, and I wanted to learn more. I want to know what this expert re- has to reveal. So I went ahead and went to the blog post, and the blog post was really good. So let's talk about the entire journey from beginning to end. So I did that search. And when I did that search, I got the search result. And I want to point out a few things from the search result. And this is where we're going to start getting some lessons. Number one, your, your, your blog post titles need to be optimized. You know, I've seen a number of bloggers and like content creators on YouTube and so on that title their videos and their articles and their episodes with things that don't really give you any insight about what the post is about. Maybe something like my first video or something of that sort. No, your first video, what, what is that about? I'm not going to, the, to, to YouTube and searching for my first video. I'm, I'm going to YouTube and searching for something specific. Your blog post titles have to be optimized. So I want to point out a few things about his blog post title. And this was written by Connor. Um, the, the first thing, expert reveals. Now, this, this is exactly what I want, right? I want to know from someone that is an expert, someone that has experience and an expertise in the topic that I am searching for. And from, for them saying that right at the top, expert reveals that, that that stood out to me because that's what I want. I want to know from someone that knows something about how to do this thing that I'm trying to do because everything else is failing, Okay. So expert reveals how to learn Spanish fast. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I need to. You know, I went on social media. I broadcasted to all my friends that I'm going to learn Spanish. And yeah, in a short period of time, I'm going to be fluent and all that good stuff. The slow stuff, you know, hit tapping on apps and all this stuff wasn't cutting it for me. Um, and I needed something more. I need to know how to make this happen fast or, or I'll be eating my words on January 1st, 2020. Okay, so them having that in the title was good. Okay, next thing. 
in 2019. That's the last part of the title. What does that tell me? This tells me that whatever I'm going to be consuming, if it delivers on its promise, it's relevant today. In today's world, this wasn't written in, you know, 1922. It wasn't written in 2005 um, before all of these apps were created and all that kind of stuff. It is relevant today. I think this title was very well crafted. Now, did this convince me to click over? Uh, Honestly, quite frankly, no. The 2019 part. Whether it's 2019 or 2018 or 2016, for me, if it's going to help me to learn Spanish fast, that's all I care about. But I do like that they included it because it gives you that idea that um, it is relevant. Now, next thing I want to look at is the description. Now, the first time I did the search, what was interesting was that there were a number well there were a number of things that were interesting number 1 the description wasn't really specified by the person that created the post now i'm searching for it when i just searched for it again before recording this episode it showed up different but i want i want to point out what i saw what i saw is that it pulled a few ex- excerpts from the actual blog post that's what google did um and and personally i prefer it to do what I'm getting right now. Right now, it's actually giving me a a, a very concise uh, description that was obviously entered by the creator or whoever is optimizing it for search engines. It says, expert behind the hit documentary Spanish in a Month boils down the most important advice from his book to help you learn Spanish fast in 2019. I love that. And how he was able to do this, I'm assuming if he's using WordPress, I didn't even check. But if you're using WordPress and you want to specify that, um, you use the Yoast SEO plugin. And the Yoast SEO plugin is going to allow you to specify your description um, and how you want your stuff to be displayed in the search engines and all that stuff. And that is very good uh, to do. Now, what, what I also like about this is it appealed to what, you know, everything that I was feeling. As I mentioned, I want to learn this fast. Um, the, the stuff that I tried before wasn't working, and I needed something that actually works. So when I first saw it, my curiosity was piqued, and I clicked through. All right? Let's then get to the blog post. So now I'm on this um, post about how to learn Spanish fast in 2019 from Connor in, uh, it says, in study tips. So that's the category that it, it is in. Now, I went to this blog post, and <laughs> it was a ridiculously long blog post, over 2,500 words, and I read all of it. I read all of this because man i it captured me and i want to talk about how this post was structured because it captured me so what he did in the first paragraph i think was perfect you know a lot of a lot of blog posts it just kind of starts but it doesn't do anything to capture your attention. Now, what he did was he started by telling his story. Um, And in his story, he spoke about how he failed. Now, listen, how he failed to learn languages in the past. And 
And like me, he took years of foreign language in school. Now all of a sudden, I'm identifying with this guy from the very beginning because he's sharing his story and his story is right in line with my story. So he's basically telling my story through his lens, right? And then he spoke, he spoke about, you know, the doubts that he had um, about his ability, in his ability to learn languages because, yeah, he learned a bunch of words, but he couldn't have any conversations, <laughs> He spoke about his. He spoke about um, his experience learning Spanish, um, and how that was different. Okay, now what was different about his experience, Mister Connor? I want to know more because I want something different. Um, in fact, it was so different that he didn't just you know write this blog post. He did an entire documentary on the topic. And the documentary is how he learned to be conversationally fluent in Spanish in a month. The same guy that was struggling to learn foreign languages after taking it for years in high school learned Spanish in a month. And this guy is the expert now that we're talking about <laughs> in this blog post. Do you see what's happening here? He's identified, he's showing me that he understands my struggle. He's been there and he found a better way. Now, do I want to know more? Absolutely. <laughs> so I read the entire article from beginning to end. Now, here's what the article, there's a lot that was said in the article about techniques and so on, but I'll give you my my um the gist of the article from my perspective the gist of the article from my perspective is this if you want to learn to be conversationally fluent you want to be able to be fluent and have conversations with people that are native speakers the way you learn is by wait for it having conversations <laughs> you practice the thing that you want to get good at and if conversations uh-oh, my daughter is getting up. She's moving. I can see her on the camera. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to sleep, baby. Go back to... Oh. She's going back to sleep. Okay. I got a little more time. <laughs> okay. All right. So the way you learn... <laughs> Sorry. I'm not editing this, editing this, editing this out. You're just going to get it as it is. But the way you learn to have conversations is by having conversations. Duh. It makes perfect sense. You know, I have a number of friends that, uh, that didn't speak Spanish and they learned to be fluent in Spanish. And how they learned is by most of them going to Argentina, Argentina and studying there. And because they were there in that environment, they were forced to struggle through having conversations. And as a result of it, they're fluent in Spanish. I'm always impressed. They sound like they grew up in a Spanish-speaking country. And that's because they practice having conversation. And what this guy did in this post was he set that up. And he set up the need for his company. And fortunately, his company had the solution. And we'll talk about the solution in a little bit. But we got to talk about a few more things that they did that he did very well. One of the really clever things that they did is that they had a a a, a, a lead magnet 
that was right in line with with what you are coming to this blog post for. So I'm looking at the blog post right now, and I scroll down a little bit. I see the documentary and all that good stuff. And then there's a pattern interrupt. And I'll link to all this stuff because I want you to go and check check this out and see how they did it and how they convinced me. And oh, by the way, if anybody's listening to this and you're thinking, man, I really want to learn, I want to, I want to learn Spanish too. I do have a link. Um, so don't go to Baselang and just sign up. Use becomeablogger.com slash Baselang. If you do that, I get a free month. <laughs> Just letting you know. So if you want to sign up, don't just go and be all excited. Use my link. I would appreciate it. A free month would be nice. Okay, let's continue. But the page is interrupted by a lead magnet that goes all across the page and it says, Download the expanded guide to read later. Later. Baselang's ultimate guide to Spanish. This page, this is what it says now. This page gives you a great overview of the most important concepts and strategies. But for the full expanded guide, click the link below. And when you click download guide now, there's a pop-up that comes up and you can enter your name and email address to get on the email list. Yes, Connor, great job you are doing. Man, this is perfect. Now, here's what I can guarantee. If you are the kind of person that did the search that lead, led to this post and you read through this post, you want that guide. <laughs> I wanted that guide. So I entered my name, I entered my email address, and I got a 119-page guide on how to learn Spanish fast. And once again, the concept, very simple. Conversation before perfection. You have conversations right now. You learned hola. You start using hola in conversations with someone that can speak Spanish. That is why immersion works. The more conversations you have, the better you get at having conversations. And, and, and for where I was in my Spanish learning journey, this was perfect. Okay, so I signed up to the email list. And then I went through the email sequence. And of course, there are lessons that we can learn. No, actually, so the, what's the lesson here? Create a, before we go into that, create a lead magnet that is relevant to the content that you are creating and make it just make sense. If they're reading this content, if they're listening to this content, if they're viewing this content, they want that lead magnet. That's the position I found myself in when, re when reading through that blog post and I signed up immediately for that lead magnet. Okay, so let's talk about the email sequence that he put me through. Um, because when people sign up to your email list, what happens next really matter. And you want them on your email list because if you don't do that, what would have happened in that post is I probably would have read that post, go back to Google, search for more content, which is I did do that. Search for more content on learning Spanish fast to find different ideas and then struggle on by myself. But because I got on his email list, they could communicate with me via email. So I want to look at the emails that he sent. Now, the first email that I got was delivering on what he actually promised. He promised that I would get this guide, and he sent me the guide. Um, he also linked to the Spanish, the documentary that he did about learning Spanish in a month, which was a great thing because when I saw it in the post, I thought, oh, that's cool, but I didn't actually watch the video. But I, now I had it in my email, 
and I could watch it at a later date. And that's exactly what I ended up doing because he sent it to me in that email. All right? So that right there is value. Give the lead magnet. Link to something. He linked to something that was very relevant. And the, 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 the documentary that I watched, once again, was high value. And it's another part of the process that convinced me that I needed to sign up with this company. But there was something else that he did at the end of this email that I absolutely love. And I've been doing this in my emails now as well. At the end, he says, P.S., hit reply and let me know what you want to use Spanish for once you speak it. And, and I, and, and, no, he says, I read and reply to everything. Here's what, here's what is great about this. He's getting me to reply, or I didn't reply, but I'm assuming he's getting a lot of people to reply. And he's showing you that, hey, this isn't just some company. Um, I'm a real person, and I want to communicate with you. Love this, love this, love this. All right. Let's go on to email number two. Email number two was actually going deeper on just asking for engagement. In this email, he focused on one thing. He asked for my advice. That's the way it was received to me. Asking for my advice. This is what the email says. This is part of the email. I'm going to read it for you. This blog is for you, in all caps, you. So we want to know what you want to learn about, what we can help with, and how to tactical, any how-to tactical questions. Maybe you're confused about a specific topic. Now, I love this, and I have to break this down for you. Here's what he's telling me. Number one, he's telling me that they care about what I want to learn. Number two, they're asking me to actively engage with them by hitting reply. Once again, he already did this in the first email. Um, and they want to get at what I'm struggling with. Now, this, this is just awesome. This is great. The more you can assure your subscribers that you care about them and you want to know what they want, and that you are, uh, uh, you're going to reply, you want them to engage, and all that stuff, you, you, you make it more than just content now. You make it about relationship and value and help and serving and all that stuff. And that is great. That's exactly what you should be doing. Now, there's another benefit to this that you may or may not have thought of. The benefit to this is, Let's say he sends it to my, my Google email address, my, my Gmail or something of that sort. If I hit reply to that email, I am signaling to Gmail that this is someone that I care to communicate with. And that actually makes it more likely that that email, uh, the emails that he sends from now on will hit my inbox. They won't go to spam or they won't go, uh, they'll be less likely to go in the promotions folder and more likely to come directly to me. That right there is huge. And that is why, so, that is part of the reason why so many people do that. Yes, you're getting valuable data because you're asking them about what they're struggling with. And that is awesome. You want to know what they're struggling with, but you're also also signaling to Gmail and the other email service uh, email services that if they reply to you, they are really interested 
in communicating with you. And that right there is awesome sauce. Let's move on to email number three. Email number three is setting the stage for the value that's coming. Now, this email basically kind of sets the stage for what's going to be happening from here on out. Okay? Um, and the idea, and this is what the email says, the idea is to get me fluent in Spanish in three months or less. Right now, we're in June. I started in May. Um, and uh, I got six months. <laughs> and if, if you're telling me I can be fluent in three months, great. That gives me time for Dutch. <laughs> so it's perfect. So what, he sa what it says in this email that it's a four-part series. I love this. He sets the stage by telling you exactly what you're going to get. So now you're going to be looking for these things. Here are the things. Number one, the foundational rule of language learning that explains why traditional methods don't work. I want to know why it's not working because I feel that pain. It's not working for me. Number two, the simplest trick for becoming conversational in a third of the time without changing how you study. <clears throat> Did you hear that? <laughs> I don't have to change how I study. And I can be conversational in a third of the time. Number three. How to never forget the words you need in Spanish, a.k.a. why flashcards aren't enough. And number four, how to easily understand, get this part, how to easily understand native, native Spanish speakers, speakers in the real world, even when they are talking a million miles an hour. Have you ever heard like um, native Spanish speakers speak to each other? I mean, it's like... <laughs> The fastest thing ever. And that is definitely a big part of where I struggle. I would, you know, I remember when I was in Colombia and I would, you know, try speaking in Spanish and in the beginning it would start well and then they would just continue <laughs> a million miles an hour. At least that's the way it would seem. Uh, and then it's kind of like, ah, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Stop. Just stop. Let's just end this conversation now. Now, can you see how by setting this up, by telling me what's coming, I will be looking forward to each and every one of these things? Do you know how many of these I'm not interested in? None. <laughs> I want them all. So I am now tuned, uh, to, tuned in to whatever they're sending. This, this is genius. I mean, I know it's simple, but the psychology here is amazing. How can you use these kinds of things in your email sequence? How can you let people know exactly what's coming in a way where, man, they really want that stuff? Okay, let's continue on. Now, by this point, I was, I was, I was hooked and I just signed up. And I'm a happy paying client customer now. But there were some other emails that followed. What I did, I was so fascinated by what they were taking me through that I signed up with a different email address so I can continue getting the other emails that they sent. And, 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 and the other emails you know, were exactly delivering on the value that it's promised. The four things that he said was coming, that is what came. Um, in addition to that, I got case studies from people that were, were struggling to understand Spanish and, and, and they started working with Baselang and now they're Spanish and they're having conversation in, you know, after a month and they have videos of them talking to people in Spanish and all. Man, it, 
this this journey that they take you on was masterful. How are you doing that in your business? Now, another thing, actually, there are a few things that stood out to me. Number, uh, what, number one, he was very personable and likable. It didn't sound like I was speaking to a corporation. It sounded like I was speaking to a guy. And I actually replied to one of his emails, and he replied back just like he said he would. Um, some of the emails made me laugh. <laughs> which was great, Um, but there was actually valuable information in these emails. And in some of those emails, not all of them, there was a very seamless invitation to check out Baselag. There was not one point in the process where I felt pressured. I was ready to buy, and I bought. Now, Let's move on to the product because the next tip is this. So, so far we've said, you know, you want to optimize your post for the search engines, the the title you want to optimize, the description you want to optimize. You want to create a a blog post that, um, that the perfect blog post, I would call it. um, And it's not necessarily perfect, but it delivers a lot of value. Um, You want to basically, you want to also integrate this with your list building process and have a system for providing value, but introducing to your product and or your service and all that good stuff. So you have that great lead magnet. You have that value adding email sequence. Um, uh, And there's some tips in that, you know, asking for engagement, delivering value, setting up the scene for what they're going to be getting and, and sharing case studies and all that stuff. Now... You have to, you want to create in a perfect world, and this is what I did. You want to create a product that sells itself. Now, as I mentioned, I was hooked, I signed up, but they made it extremely easy for me to sign up. How did they do that? They offered a seven day trial, and it was for $1. And I was like, oh, sweet. And I remember telling my wife, you know what? I'm going to sign up for this $1 trial. Uh, and just take a, t- a, a bunch of lessons. I'll take lessons every day for an hour and just see how it goes. I want to really, because, you, you know, you stumble onto these products online that promise the world and don't deliver on it. I want to test this out and see if it really delivers the value. So I tried it out because I could get unlimited access, unlimited lessons, and the price was $149.00. Um, And I know from looking for Spanish lessons and tutoring and that kind of stuff, um, you're paying anywhere from $15 an hour to $30 an hour and even beyond that, quite frankly. So I figured, you know, at 15 bucks an hour, if I could manage to get in 10 lessons, I'm good. Right. I, I I'm 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 getting a good value. So. In the first seven days, I actually took lessons for six of the seven days. And oh my word. Now, the first lesson was just someone talking to me and trying to figure out where I am so that they could recommend, you know, how I get going. So that lesson wasn't like the mind blowing one. The next was with a guy and he came on and he started speaking to me in Spanish from the very, hola Leslie, como estas? And I I, I was like, uh, um, uh, bien. Uh, ¿cómo estás? And he responded. And then he started asking me questions. Uh, 
Um, now, he didn't ask me them quickly, like that rapid million mile an hour speech that you get f- with a lot of native speakers. He, he spoke to me at a decent pace and I struggled to respond to him. And as I struggled, he started coaching me and helping me through and say, oh, so this is the word that you're looking for. And, and we had a come. <laughs> My mind was blown because while it was rough and at the end of it, I felt like there was smoke coming from my ears. We had a conversation and it was in Spanish and there were words that I couldn't say in Spanish and I would say it in English and then he would tell me this is what that is in Spanish and then I would say it again in Spanish and then we continue the conversation and, and, and I, I was like, what in the world? It tested my brain capacity, <laughs> but I actually spoke the language. Now, I'm a happy and enthusiastic customer and supporter of anything that is baseline, and I pay my money every month, and I take, you know, I, I take four or five lessons every single week, some weeks a little more than that. And after three weeks now, I'm able to have basic conversations and they're able to bring, he's able to bring, you know, you, you can choose from a bunch of different teachers and, you know, eventually you find one that you like. And I like this guy. We, we spoke about religion and Christianity. We spoke about my business. We spoke about, you know, my goals in life and my family and all this kind of, we've had all of these conversations in Spanish and he understands where I am. And and comes back the next time and he says, hola, Leslie. Uh, oh, t- today we're going to talk about this particular topic. And I find myself finally able to speak in Spanish after doing this for a few weeks. Not that I'm f- having fluent conversations, but I'm doing way better than I have after years of playing with apps. The product was amazing. And by doing that, you create a product that sells itself. Now, this is not to say, hey, don't sell up something until you have something perfect. No, I believe in creating a minimal viable product. And I believe that when they started, it wasn't to where it is today. But you start with that minimal viable product. You start, you know, testing your, your, your ideas and starting to make some money. And then over time, you refine that product to make it better. And that is something that we can all learn from. That is something that I am learning from. Um, and there are things that I learned from this that I'm going to be implementing into my funnel and to my email sequence and into my product, my membership site, the coaching that I offer and all that stuff because there's so many valuable t- lessons to learn. So I want to bring this all together in terms of what we can learn from Baselang and from specifically how they use their blog to land me and probably many others as a customer. Number one. Create content that solves a pressing problem. I explained to you what my problem was, what my struggle was. And now you are able to see how the content that they created really, you know, 
showed me that they understood and had a solution to my problem. Number two, optimize that content so that it'll be found in the search engines. Now, obviously, this is something that's a process. This is something that takes time. But as your, your blog grows in its authority, you want to make sure that what you're doing is done in the right way so that Google can get the information that they need to rank you well. Number three, have an opt-in process that adds value and helps your audience solve that pressing problem. Number four, use email to follow up in a way that provides more value while introducing your product. Number five, create a product or a provide a service that solves the pressing problem and make it so great that it practically sells itself. Number six, grow your business with people like me who have problems. <laughs> people like me who have problems that need Solving, And I think Baselang did a great job at this. It's a great example of how this is done in real life, and there's a lot that we can learn from it. Now, and if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, man, I'm inspired. I want to start a blog. I want to I grow my blog. I want to take things to the next level. I want to... I want to uh, create a product and, and have my email sequence and so on, but I want some guidance. I want to invite you to check out the Blogger Coaching Club at bloggercoaching.com. And, of course, as a reminder, if you do decide, hey, I want to learn Spanish too and have conversations with Leslie on January 1, <laughs> go to becomeablogger.com slash baseline. So I want to leave you with some action steps. Action steps. Action step number one, create one piece of content that tar targets your ideal customer, that person like me that has a problem. One piece of content. Number two, make a clear link to your lead magnet. And number three, work on one email sequence that introduces your subscribers to your product or service. Now, I want to let you know what's coming up next episode, episode 346. It's going to be more of a personal episode. I'm going to be sharing my thoughts about how things have been going with my blogging business and struggles that I face and figuring out what the future looks like, a number of things where that is concerned. So if you've been following me for a while, uh, you're going to want to hear that episode. I think it's going to be very, no, not I think, it's going to be very insightful. Anyhow... This was episode 345. How long did we go here? Oh, no, not, not too bad. <laughs> At points, I felt like I was rambling, but I think, I think there's a lot of value in here. If you want to uh, get the show notes from, for this, I mean, the, the detailed article about this, quite frankly, summarizing everything, go to becomeablogger.com slash 345. If you missed anything, it'll all be there. And, of course, simple call to action for you. Um... If you're just getting your business started, your blog started, and, and you want that guidance and you, you wish you had like some step-by-step -step resources to take you through the process, you know I got you covered. Your boy Leslie got you covered. Of course, go to fromideatoblog.com. That's fromideatoblog, a free course that I created to help you go, well, from idea a blog <laughs> i walk you through how to set it up how to how to get started how to think about it from the beginning how to turn it in how to get some traffic and get engagement how to turn it into a business all of that good stuff is covered in from idea to blog.com so head on over there that's from idea to blog.com once again 
That's all for now. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless. Yeah, that's the number to call to ask you a question. You remember what I said, right? All right. I'm out. Peace.